the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth, and we're so glad that you're joining us. And it is Friday, and not Tuesday right. or Wednesday. Cavi <laughs> <laughs> Smith, along with Damian Colado and David Dawson. Hey guys. Oh, good morning. what a long Whoa. week! Aren't you glad it's over? You know, for the weekends. No, here. it's just getting started. It <laughs> now we just like. got back. Two days. We've been here. This is yeah, our second you're ready, day back. You're ready for the weekend. Oh yeah, bring it on. <laughs> well, it's one way to get adjusted. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, ease into uh, it. Yep, ease into it. Well, uh, today is the feast day of St. John Neumann. Uh, Some people may call him Newman, uh, like on Seinfeld, but it's Neumann. And uh, we'll say a little prayer on his behalf in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Passion of Christ, strengthen me, strengthen me to carry my daily cross. Through the intercession of your servant, St. John Neumann, I ask that you... Lighten the burden that now weighs heavily on my heart. We ask this through Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 We will learn more about our saying of the day later on during today's show at 17 after. But starting off at 7 after, we have Eric Miller with the Louisiana Knights of Columbus. He'll be updating us of what you'll be, of what they're up to for the month of January and what you can participate in because it's always a ton of fun and a lot of stuff going on with the Knights. So definitely get a pen and paper out uh, so you can jot down these wonderful gatherings. In 18 minutes, Peter Finney will be with us. He is the editor and general manager of the Clarion Herald, the official Catholic newspaper of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And today he will be giving us an update of what you'll be finding in this week's issue in the Archdiocese. In 35 minutes, Michael Acaldo will give us more information about what they're up to over at St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge. He is the executive director. And in 48 minutes, Sister Marjorie Abair will be with us. She is the CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And uh, like Michael over at St. Vincent de Paul, Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese has a lot of things going on, especially in 2024. It's a celebratory year, and she'll give us details on this and how we can participate. So looking forward to today's guests and just finding out a little bit more about what they're up to and excited about in the new year. So it's going to be a good one. Damien, looking forward to your weather report. How's the weekend looking like for us today? Well, or today it's today going to be and wet. Weekend. <laughs> uh, weekend-wise, won't be so bad, but the rain is on the way. Should get into the Baton Rouge area sometime around lunchtime, maybe noon, one o'clock at the latest, and mm. then the rest of our listening area will experience the moisture, if you want to call it that. 
throughout the afternoon and into the evening. Expect at least an inch of rain. There's going to be some heavy downpours wow. with this front that's coming through. Uh, and uh, high is going to be 64, low 42. Tomorrow and Sunday should be a lot nicer. Expect sunny skies, but chilly. Uh, the winds are going to be west-northwest at about 5 to 10, with a high of only 55 tomorrow. On Sunday, the high will warm up to 60. Woohoo! And you'll get a few more <laughs> clouds to go along with that. Come Monday, the range you uh, are going to experience today, pretty much the same on Monday. Very severe in some cases. Really? Uh, winds 10 to 20 miles an hour, so it'll be strong winds accompanying Gosh. the rain. Uh, so... Uh, be uh, ready to batten down the hatches for the next wow. couple days. Uh, but the weekend's going to be nice and sandwiched in in between two rain uh, days. So uh, temperatures in and around the area. Biloxi is 43 degrees. Over in Covington, 41. 49 degrees in New Orleans. 50 at home at Thibodeau. And in Baton Rouge, it's 45. It's also 5 after. Your gospel's coming your way next on Wake Up. Good morning, a blessed feast of St. John Newman. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from John chapter 1. Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the town of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law, and also the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see the sky opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Thank you, Father Chris, for today's gospel. It's a passy hour on Wake Up. Our first guest today is Eric Miller. He is part of the Louisiana Knights of Columbus, and today he joins us to give us his monthly update of what the Knights are up to. Happy New Year, Eric. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, so uh, yeah, we got well, a busy month. Oh yeah, yeah. And and you know when you send me your topics, I think it's about five to six pages long, and I have to go and choose which ones we'll talk about this month. But I wanted to start off with some exciting news. Tell me a little bit about the CYLA deadlines. What exactly is that, and why are these deadlines so important? Because there's a lot of information that goes with it. So our CYLA program uh, is a program that we have for seniors uh, in high school, uh, and it's um, uh, an application process that's done online, and uh, the you have a council-level winner that moves up to diocese, that moves up to state, uh, and there's an opportunity for uh, Catholic young men and women to uh, receive a scholarship um, from the council level, the Dyson level, or at the state level, which is 
several thousands of dollars for the mm. first, second, and third place winners. So it's a wonderful opportunity. But the January 25th is the deadline for the councils to get their, uh, for the students to get their BYLA applications in um, to the councils. Because then we've got a quick turnaround of February 7th for the councils to get mm-hmm. their winners to their diocesan administrators. So I would encourage every uh, senior in high school to go to the LouisianaKC.org uh, website. Um, so this is a scholarship. So this is a scholarship, scholarship for them when they start their college, college. career. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, anything or, helps <laughs> you know, if they're going anything post high school that they're doing. Um, so yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity. My girls did it. Um, and I was proud of them uh, for what they did. So, yeah, I would encourage uh, every senior to, to put in for the CYLA uh, application. So, yeah, so that's a big deadline we have coming up. We've got Grand Knights Day coming up on January 27th and 28th. Um, so for all the council grand knights, financial secretaries, program directors. So that's got to be on the their uh, yeah, to-do list, we've got the KC Retreat coming up in February, but it wouldn't get that out. Um, so February 23, 24, 25, that Father Jamin David, um, our state chaplain, is leading in Shriver. So I uh, want to put that out for folks. Uh, we've got the February 3rd State Cornhole Tournament and Reserve coming up. I know that... Uh, <laughs> Some of what are y'all's favorite tournaments? That uh, hear that, Damien? I was was putting it on my calendar right now. He's writing it down. Look at that. He's got it in his calendar. Put it on my calendar. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. I was excited. And uh, our uh, Knights on Bikes, they've got an event coming up on January 14th. We're doing a rosary ride starting in Lafayette. Uh, at the Holy Cross Church on Broadmoor. So that's uh, Sunday, January 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dyson Group, is Lafayette Dyson Group, is putting on a rosary ride. So we have that coming up. Where do you all ride to, Eric? Uh, so this one is uh, a rosary ride. Uh-huh. And um, I know we start at 11 a.m. Mass at Holy Cross Church. Okay. And from there we go to uh, another four... Uh, churches oh, uh, to do okay. a decade. Oh, a mystery uh, for church. That's, yeah, cool. that's good. That's well, cool. Father okay. Mario Romero, he's great at I Holy like Cross. That. He'll kick it off for y'all. Nice. Yeah, we're very, that's very awesome. excited about that. Um, and then we've got the state convention coming up in May. So when everybody, that's, we're doing registration now online for that. Hmm. So the councils need to be aware of the state convention on May 3, 4, and 5 here in Baton Rouge this year. Um, and as always, we have our seminarian mission fund going on. Uh, on. Yes. So everybody, please uh, purchase a seminary mission fund, mission fund ticket uh, from any council member um, that you run across uh, so we can support our seminarians um, with what they do and for their missions that are upcoming. So, um, so yeah, we've got a few things, a uh, few things coming up. Oh, and then of course January Pro Life Month. Yep. we've got lots mm-hmm. of marches going on around the state. Uh, the gala in New Orleans on the thirteenth that the 
KCs yep. are heavily involved in. Um, and so we're uh, looking forward to those. I think they're January 20th in Shreveport and Baton Rouge. Um, That's right. Yep. Uh, January uh, the 13th or something in Lafayette, uh, right. the Festival de la Vie, <laughs> and um, the gala on the 13th. So, yeah, uh, it's yep. going to be a busy, yep. busy month. Wonderful. We'll be uh, touching base on those next week as well with Ben Clapper and, of course, with Alex Sagers as we move on throughout the month and find ways to get involved during Pro-Life Month in January and those various marches for life if we are unable to attend the one in Washington, D.C. Eric Miller with the Louisiana Knights of Columbus. Where can we go to find out more information on how to become a knight and all of these wonderful events? Well, you to become a knight, you can go to kfc.org, uh, click the Join Us button, uh, put in the code Blessed McGivney, and you can join the Knights of Columbus and for the state, uh, louisianakc.org, and you can see a list of all our upcoming activities. Hope everybody has a blessed new year. You too, Eric. You too. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us today. It's always a blessing having you with us. It was a pleasure. Peter Finney with the Clarion Herald joins us when we return from the break. It's 15 past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 5th. Today we celebrate St. John Neumann. Although he was born in 1811 in what is now the Czech Republic, John Neumann is celebrated as an American saint. Following studies in Prague, John Neumann came to New York at age 25 and was ordained a priest only three weeks later. After several years of working among German-speaking immigrants, often alone, he joined the Redemptorist community. As a gifted linguist who spoke eight languages, he was a popular preacher among many immigrant communities. At age 41, he had become the fourth bishop of Philadelphia, where he organized the local parochial schools into a diocesan-wide system. The number of pupils skyrocketed. Gifted with outstanding organizing ability, Bishop Neumann attracted many teaching communities into the city of Philadelphia. This included the Oblate Sisters of Divine Providence, made up of women of color who were devoted to the education of African-American children. Known for his holiness and learning, his spiritual writing and preaching, John Neumann died in 1860 at age 48. At his request, he was buried in Philadelphia at the Redemptorist Church of St. Peter. In 1977, he became the first American bishop to be canonized. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. 18 past the hour, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson with Gabby Smith and Damian Collada. We were just uh, discussing off mic here, uh, Saint Nauman. And uh, I, I had actually done a little research this morning and, and found out that uh, our own local um, Blessed Father Silos, uh, Dowman was his mentor. So he served under him. He served with him at the same time. I think that is really cool. Yeah. I can, uh, Some so, interesting things. Isn't it? Isn't it? They all were. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a small Catholic world. Mm-hmm. Peter Finney. Pete. <laughs> Let me try this again. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter Finney, editor and general manager of the Clarion Herald. Uh, it is good to have you with us again. How you doing? Doing great, David, and Happy New Year and to all your staff and your listeners. It's a, it's, it's a, it'd be a wonderful 2024. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. It's off to a good start. And in fact, uh, I'm looking at your first 
uh, nugget here uh, with the headlines, and this is pretty amazing. 100th anniversary is coming up for Catholic Charities. Yes, in, in fact, uh, of course, they, they, they like to say in the history of Catholic, Catholic history of New Orleans, Catholic Charities really started in 1727 when the oh. Ursuline sisters arrived, first arrived. They, within four months of their arrival uh, at, in, on the Mississippi River, they were, uh, they were teaching uh, kids, they were teaching enslaved children, yeah. they were also caring for the elderly and the sick, and, and, doing, and so the, they were doing the works of charity. And really, uh, for 100 years, uh, Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of New Orleans has been formally kind of organized to to do a lot of the charity work of the church, I see. but before 1924, uh, religious communities uh, of men and women, you know, cared for the sick, uh, educated uh, children, you mm. know, uh, cared for the elderly, and all kinds of things that uh, that uh, the, the, you know that Jesus tells uh, admonishes us to do. To, to go and and seek out the lost and, and help the and help the needy. So, uh, the Catholic Charities is celebrating this 100th anniversary, and we have a special 20-page section, which is really going to be wow. on the outside of the paper. So, uh, it goes through all the history of uh, maybe the major points of uh, of its service, and uh, it's it's a really fascinating kind of walk through history uh, with Catholic Charities, and really uh, people remember especially. Uh, uh, you know, more more recent people, you know, uh, Katrina, Katrina, you know, right? Five and what and what happened after that, and and how they pivoted and and kind of really uh, directly uh, helped people with direct assistance. So uh, it's it's an amazing story, and we try to capture it uh, in this uh, in this special section, and that'll be in the in the paper uh, this week. It's, at, it's online right now if anybody wants to see it at uh, at clarionherald.org. 20 pages that's a lot of history uh but i mean t- you know i need it probably it probably could go for more than that and especially since you're saying oh, it's 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 the 100th anniversary of the formal organization of catholic charities they've Correct. been kind of doing it all along right that's right. That's right. Yeah. And actually, in 1924, it was Archbishop Shaw who said he felt the need. Uh, you know, the communities were doing their work on their own. He said, "Let's, let's try to bring this together." Yeah. And so, to, to maybe make it a little bit more organized, and that's what he did. And he tabbed uh, uh, Monsignor Weinhoven, who was a, uh, a, a famous young priest uh, who did a lot of social activity, social action back in the in the 20s and 30s. And uh, Monsignor Weinhoven was the first director of Catholic Charities and did an incredible job. Oh, so uh, yeah. there's a, we have a timeline of, of interesting facts and, and, and figures, and I, I think it's a, a really good uh, historical piece for people D- to Yeah, this, this is one that you want to keep around, almost as a reference, because it's, so. it's, it's, it's a good history. That's great. All right, uh, then also we're going to take a look at the uh, life of a nun who is a practicing physician? Yes, uh, Sister Mary Madonna. Bodier. Now, okay. she's a Marianite uh, uh, sister uh, of Holy Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1979, she and another sister, a uh, sister of St. Joseph, uh, Ann Barker, uh, were, became the first Catholic nuns to graduate from Louisiana State University Medical School. And uh, so it was, she had been, uh, as she started out her, her religious life as a, as a Marianite teacher. Most, you know, most of the Marianites are in the teaching ministry. Right. But she kind of got into nursing because they had some nursing uh, uh, responsibilities. And then people said, you know, they saw how much she loved it, and she loved it as well. Why don't you go to medical school? And this was in the 70s when this just didn't happen. You know, yeah. so she went to LSU Medical School, and uh, three, four years later, uh, she, uh, she graduated as a family medicine doctor. And for, for many, many years, from the, from the late 70s to uh, just around 2000, she taught on the faculty 
at uh, LSU Medical School. So she was actually teaching hundreds of uh, uh, family uh, family medicine uh, uh, residents, and, and she also uh, served as a as a doctor. And really, for the last twenty years or so, uh, she's been at, at Turo at Turo Infirmary, wow. and just just a wonderful way. And uh, not only in her medical practice, but she also she lived at Loyola in a very simple in, in a dorm room, helping the students uh, whenever they had questions about things. And uh, yeah. so now she is she's moving on to the North Shore, where she's going to be kind of uh, joining the, the Marianite community up there. But uh, she just said, "I just hope I did, you know, what God was calling me to do." And you know, she really did. She's just a sweet, sweet lady. Never draw through attention to herself. Yeah, and uh, it's just a nice, uh, it's a nice thing for a trail. Isn't that beautiful, but uh, you know, stepping yeah. back, let yes. somebody bloom where they're planted. You know, just to that's encourage right. her to become uh, uh, to go in the medical field. That's 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 an awesome story. Yeah. Okay, you got uh, you've got a couple of staff members. I'm sorry, did, no. you were going to say something? I was just going to say she's officially retiring from medicine. <laughs> Uh, Peter? Yeah, she, she can still practice, but she's kind of retiring now. Yeah, and, uh, okay. So she's going uh, to join her community up there, and I'm sure she's still going to... People will come, hey, I'm not feeling so well, let's take a look. <laughs> yeah, I would like oh, her as a doctor. I mean, yeah, just yeah, that would give yeah, me yeah, comfort, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you've got a couple of staff members that uh, have written about the start of the new year's, uh, a new year, and how their lives have been changed by recent events. Talk about that. Yes. Well, uh, our business manager, Mark Lombard, uh, they got some stunning news. His son, who was in his 40s, uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh. And uh, uh, very serious, obviously, and now he's in treatment. But uh, Mark, Mark Lombard said that it really forced him to, to really take a step back and certainly reevaluate his priorities. And now they're not, he's not waiting to say, well, hey, we're going to do this uh, you know, down the road or whatever. If, if, if uh, he's, he's spent so, uh, a lot of great time with his son, yeah. and they're, gonna, they're planning some trips together and, and that kind of thing. So it just it, it creates a perspective that, you know, that do it now. Don't, don't yep. wait. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and Beth Gandhi, who lost her husband about five years ago, just suddenly uh, and, uh, of a heart attack, and uh, just the, the steps of, of her walking through grief uh, and, and, you know, which is the grief certainly never goes away, but right. you kind of learn how to carry how to carry it uh, better, and she's, she's been really blessed by uh, uh, some priests who kind of gave her some some tips on how to maybe get through some of this uh, some of this pain that she's experiencing. And uh, you know, when they say God is good all the time, she always said, "Well, wait, I'm, I'm questioning that because <laughs> I don't know if God is good right. all the time." You know, right. and but she's learned to say, you know, uh, it, it, it take it takes a time, but she is really walking through her. Uh, her challenges. So I hope it's a really uh, uplifting uh, thing for people. It sounds like a a very rich article and inspiring too. You know, we were, we were talking about our resolutions yesterday and such. And I think, I think Gabby inspired me as well by saying, live in the Mm -hmm. moment, stop worrying about the future. Mm -hmm. And, and these, these sound like two stories that say you got to refocus your life and what, what your priorities are. Right. And stop getting caught up in the, and and all the other uh, crud out there. And you got a pilgrimage coming up. Boy, this oh. sounds really good. Talk about that. Oh, we're excited. Uh, it's the first time we, we're going to go to Italy, uh, and it's going to be it's going to be to uh, uh, Venice, Assisi, Florence, Rome, oh. and then down to Pompeii, and then we're going to go to mm-hmm. the, the, the Monte Cassino Abbey, which the Benedictine Abbey is un- unbelievable. But it's it's in October, October fourth to the fifteenth. Okay, and uh, Father. Uh, for the W.C. Pacey, for the Wayne Pacey, mm-hmm. uh, the pastor at St. Dominic Church is going to be our spiritual director. We're really excited about that. But uh, it, uh, and, and 
be in Rome for the general audience for the Pope. So, you know, you'll be able to do all the things in Rome that you've always wanted to, to see or, yeah. or hear the Sistine Chapel and everything will, will be right in front of us. And it's really a trip of a lifetime. So uh, you can find out more information on that. We have a big kind of a, uh, a kind of a banner thing on the website on ClarenceHerald.org if you need some more information about it. It sounds like it's going to be jam-packed and you're going to be running like crazy because it says Rome, Florence, Venice, and Assisi. Uh, and and then you're going to wind up. You said to Pompeii, right? If I down to Pompeii, yeah, that's right. That's but it's right. twelve so, uh, days. You have twelve days, so it kind of <laughs> spreads it out a little bit for you, so you can kind of take this all in, right? That's right. That's okay, right. absolutely. And and you can you, you can nod off a little bit on the bus. When, there between. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I take it. I take it you're going on this trip as well. I'm, I'm planning to. There yes, you go. Willing, I'm going to go. I like that. that. That that sounds interesting. I haven't ruled it out yet either myself, but we have uh, until, you know, actually, you have to start making plans now for something like this, right? Right. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's always good to look ahead and, and uh, you know, that there's, uh, it's going to be a first-come, 1st first serve thing. We, we think it's going to fail, so it's, uh, it, it will really be, uh, I, I, I've just been thinking about, I've always wanted to go, you know, to St. Peter's Basilica, and yes. uh, it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity. So you've never been? Uh, I have been. I've been a couple of times. Okay, and I tell you, Assisi is one of the most incredible places on earth. It really is. It's just a. a you can just feel the serenity. I've heard into yeah, that town. I've heard. It's incredible. All right, incredible. Peter Finney. So they want to register to go on the trip. They want to read these wonderful articles. What do we do? Just well, you could pick up a paper uh, at any uh, mass in the Archdiocese of Orleans this weekend, mm-hmm. or go online right now at uh, clarionherald.org, and the e-edition is up there, clarionherald.org. Sounds really good. Peter, thanks once again. That was great. And looking forward to talking with you again. Same here. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. It is half past the hour. When we come back, Damien's going to be talking to Michael Acaldo. They have a big event coming up that we're going to be we're actually promoting already, but boy, this sounds really good. I'm excited about that. So uh, it's half past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth. On Wake Up. Welcome back to Wake Up, 35 after the hour. So glad you could join us on this Friday morning. And with us now, Michael Acaldo, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge. He's always got something to share, and in particular, to kick off the new year, there's going to be a special fundraising event. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Damien. It's great to be with you this morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. So the Holly Jolly event at Alexander's Highland Market is going to be taking place again, and it looks like you guys are going to be uh, the beneficiaries of it. That's correct. January 18th, it's not far away from 4 to 7, and it's a great event, and uh, can't say enough about uh, Lathan Alexander, the entire Alexander family. Mm-hmm. What a tremendous event. We have just been blessed with their support for many years now. And this event is uh, one in which uh, individuals can purchase tickets to, and those tickets provide them the opportunity to purchase uh, rare bourbons and whiskeys. And, um, you know, that is uh, quite a thing nowadays. Yeah. I, yep. I, uh, I'm, 
I'm not uh, in a position to really enjoy that type of rare bourbon and et cetera, but it is uh, just a great event, great people. Uh, I, you know, if, if you've ever heard of the event, you've got a couple hundred people or more in the store, uh, and it's all coming up January 18th, uh, 4 to 7. And we go to alexandersmarket.com, and you can look at the bourbons that are going to be uh, available uh, and also the rules and all the necessary information for the event. It is a great event. So it's like, yeah. a, it's like a tasting of bourbons and wines? Is that right? Well, they're going to have some of that, and um, and then they're going to have uh, the event is really one where, um, again, I'm not an expert, Mr. Lathan Alexander, uh, okay. he could tell you so much about this wonderful event relative to the bourbons that are, but they're right there on the website, and uh, what it is is an opportunity to uh buy one of these very rare bourbons, okay. uh, but you just can't go into the store and buy. Right. Uh, but there's also all kinds of other opportunities for uh, uh, bourbons and whiskeys there, and it's just a incredible event, just like the Alexander family. Yes, and yeah. again, yes, it's alexandersmarket.com. It's yeah. a big fundraiser, and uh, for St. Vincent de Paul, uh, the monies last year raised $56,000, oh, wow. just to give you an idea of uh, how much money was raised from this event. And it went to the uh, the chapel. chapel. And by the, by the way, right. what's that? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yes, and sir. and uh, just so people will, uh, we're going to want to tantalize the taste buds a little bit for those whiskey connoisseurs out there. <laughs> we're talking Pappy Van Winkle and Buffalo Trace ah, Distillery Antique Collection. Wow, very rare. Yep, uh, fifteen dollars <laughs> a ticket. And you go to a, you get to go to the event as well, and you sample some of the different whiskeys that are you can get over at Alexander's. But enough about all what, that. What's the date though? I need to know. January eighteenth. January the eighteenth. From okay. four to seven. Okay, good. I'm and there. the raffle starts at six. All right. Uh, but the funds. What about the funds this year, Michael? Are they going to go more to help uh, the chapel again, or is it going to go toward uh, something else that you guys have a big need for? Well, I think uh, Lathan Hatton kind of told me exactly where he wants it to go, but I have a feeling it may be going to the chapel again. But once he tells me, we're going to be excited. You know, our yeah. chapel project, we've been talking about it for a long time, but we are out to bid and have been since the begin- <laughs> beginning of December. Wow. And so sometime in the next two weeks, the bids will come in. So we're asking everyone to pray that our chapel project, that will be right there on the St. Vincent Paul campus, comes in at the number estimate that we think it'll be. And, uh, it's going to be a wonderful opportunity. That campus, uh, that chapel will be right in the heart of the St. Vincent de Paul campus where we do so much charity work yes. uh, for those mm-hmm. who are experiencing uh, hunger and homelessness. And uh, we're really excited about that project. I didn't realize you guys, you're naming it the uh, St. Louis de Marillac Chapel, huh? That, yeah, that's correct. Anybody that knows St. Vincent de Paul and uh, they know that St. Louis de Marillac. Uh, founded the Daughters of Charity, mm. along with St. Vincent de Paul, and 
She is the patron saint of social workers, a lot of people don't realize, hmm. and uh, a remarkable uh, uh, woman and leader in the church that did phenomenal things. Um, and uh, we just felt like it was appropriate to acknowledge and recognize her uh, so that all her blessings, uh, uh, she, can conti- she can continue to intercede for our good work uh, right there at the center and heart of downtown Baton Rouge. And speaking of good work, let's take a quick recap of uh, Christmas and New Year's and the meals that you served. Uh, from what I understand, it may have been a record-breaking uh, number. Oh, yes. Uh, over 300,000 meals our dining room served last year. Wow. An all-time mm-hmm. record. Our, our previous record was 282,000 meals <laughs> in 2018. And, um, you know, uh, um, and actually during the pandemic, some of our meal counts uh, fell because, you know, the bus system had limited seating, so people had trouble getting to us and things of that nature. Right. So in 2021, we served 215,000 meals. This year, we're close. Last year, in 2023, we were close to serving over 100,000 more meals Jeez. In, uh, in just that short duration of time. And I can tell you, we just thank all our partners, funders, and individuals in the community that uh, made us uh, have the opportunity to say yes mm-hmm. to people who were truly in need. And, and, so, and, and uh, the same holds true uh, with the homeless. You guys are doing great work for men and women to try to get them back on their feet when it comes to your shelters. No doubt about it. Uh, men, women, children, and families, we were able to provide over 30,000 guest nights of shelter. And so, again, another high number. Not an all-time record quite, but we were well, that's quite good. That's, that's a positive yeah, when, it's it not, when you're not yeah. breaking records in that regard. <laughs> no, no, we never like to break records. Right. We, like to, right. we, like to, <laughs> we like to say it's time to close the doors yeah. down, you know, but uh, our Lord Jesus told us, uh, he was very, very clear that the poor and those in need will always be with us. And so a uh, very, very clear message to us as a, as a spiritual organization to continue to, to, to do the work that we do so well and that we can't do without the wonderful Catholic community media and you letting people know all the good things we do in the community. Yeah. And, of course, the uh, annual shelter collection drive, is, is that still underway? Because that's, that's something that you and I got involved in back in the days when I was in television. That's correct. You started it. Can you believe it's over like, we're in the 32nd year of that? Oh, yeah. I'm glad to see it continue. It has continued, and thank goodness for Fox 44 and NBC 33, they continue that, (laughs) and and all our partners. But it actually officially ended at the beginning of the year, so we're in the process of going out and picking up the barrels from Albertsons and all our wonderful partners and uh, the Baton Rouge Clinic, et cetera, that are just so wonderful and helping us make a really big difference. But, you know, with the cold weather ahead, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's always easy to, you know, donate the deodorant, uh, soap, shampoo, all those things that we do so much with. Uh, if you consider 30,000 guest nights plus of shelter, 
that's 30,000 showers and that's 30,000 opportunities for people to clean up and feel good and better about themselves. Yeah. If you, if you have spare blankets, uh, as well as gloves, diapers, knit caps, uh, socks, toiletries of any sort, drop them off at St. Vincent de Paul. They can use it year round. It doesn't have to be collected just one time a year. This, that is just to help get the new year started. Michael Acaldo, as always, thank you so much for being with us here on Wake Up. We look forward to chatting with you, and we wish you all the best in 2024, brother. Thank you, and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for all the support. All righty. Michael Acaldo, Executive Director of St. Vincent Paul in Baton Rouge. Coming up next, Sister Marjorie Bear with the Archdiocese Catholic Charities here on Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. Our next guest is Sister Marjorie Bear. She is the CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And we kind of got a little sneak peek on the wonderful celebrations happening in 2024 for the Archdiocese during our segment with Peter Finney of the Clarion Herald. Sister Marjorie, 2024 marks a significant milestone for Catholic Charities. Tell our listeners a little bit more about this. We have been around for 100 years. We're concluding uh, our 99th year and getting ready to celebrate and start the next century of service uh, for the Archdiocese of New Orleans. It's, a, it's an exciting time. What we did in the beginning, we continue to do, only with much more zest and vigor and zeal. That's amazing. Well, tell us about some of the big things happening during the centennial. Like I said, we got a little sneak peek from Peter Finney of what we can find in the Clarion Herald, but what else can we expect um, so we can celebrate with you? It's really just to commemorate so many um, happenings over the uh, what's marked 100 years for us. It was the, the beginning of the work of Archbishop Shaw um, 100 years ago, bringing together all the charities that were the works of the the religious men and women of the Archdiocese. And we have continued to to do that in that spirit of whatever was the need, we responded to the need of the people. And we continue to do that. There are programs that remain every day with us, but the special, unique happenings as crises developed in the lives of people. So we're going to commemorate that by telling stories of the past, but also responding to the present needs as we continue mm-hmm. to respond to people in, in great need. Yeah. Well, uh, just before we had uh, you join us for this segment, Michael Ocaldo at St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge was telling us about the uh, significant need uh, with those who need shelter, food, clothing, prescriptions, and with many parts of it, it was record-breaking, which, you know, we're glad that they're there to assist them, but uh, that's kind of a a little disheartening to hear that as well, and and you do that over at Catholic Charities. You help those who, in various areas, uh, who need help. So within the last 100 years, and especially since you have been there um, and as CEO, what have you seen with the need, and what do you continue to see uh, 
with the greater New Orleans area? What needs help there? Uh, primarily, uh, and we're great partners and have uh, good partnerships with St. Vincent de Paul, and we assist in responding to the everyday needs of uh, homelessness, um, emotional disturbance, counseling services, loss of jobs, helping people find and helping them register uh, for the many programs that are available through church and state. So uh, our phone calls are endless coming in daily mm. requesting unique needs for the, the spiritual, the, the physical, the social needs of individuals. Um, we, we proudly say we're available to help individuals with needs from the womb to the tomb because mm -hmm. We are also very involved in assisting um, women of all ages with pregnancies and delivery of, of their babies. So it, every day there's a, a repeat of maybe somebody who called the day before for housing, for uh, people who need jobs, people who uh, need shelter. Mm -hmm. So we, like St. Vincent, are ready to meet those everyday needs. Wow. Yeah, your boots on the ground, especially after natural disasters, COVID. Uh, but you help families uh, when it comes to things like immigration, seniors, uh, and even those in the early Head Start and Head Start programs. So like you said, you're covering every aspect of life and what it truly means with Respect Life and being pro-life. Uh, talk about ways that people can help you guys, um, and one of the significant parts of Catholic Charities history is the influence that Archbishop Philip Hannon had on your organization. Kind of talk about that and how we can help. Archbishop Hannon helped us kick off an annual campaign in which we appeal to our donors and those who support us generously with donations, the uh, annual appeal for carrying out all the daily services that uh, we provide. Um, our donors, and this year we're asking our donors to help us raise $1.7 million. And up to this point, we're um, well on our way to meeting that, that goal. And it was the effort of Archbishop Hannon starting right after Hurricane Betsy. And so we go back to that, not only responding to those crises, but the everyday crises that individuals experience. Mm -hmm. And our Most donors, definitely. we could not do it without our donors. Mm -hmm. And we want to yes, thank all of our donors that helped us at Christmas time. We served over 1,400 families and uh, individuals remembering them with a gift. Uh, it might have been food, clothing, mm -hmm. a toy, or another need for them. So the donors are the core of um, success and achievement for Catholic charities. We mm -hmm. couldn't do it without our donors. Amen. Amazing. You're 100% right. CCANO is where you can go to donate and take a look at some volunteer opportunities. Sister Marjorie Bear, CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, we're looking forward to a wonderful 2024 with you, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. God bless you, and Happy New Year. 
Happy New Year to you. And what wonderful organizations, Catholic Charities yeah. and St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah. These are ways that you can give back this year, maybe volunteer a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, and definitely uh, show you how to have a, a closer relationship with God by serving those who really need it right now. So um, I'm glad that we have these yeah, two we, organizations Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, as a matter of fact. Dana was talking mm-hmm. about that. Really, if you find yourself down and out and worried mm-hmm. and concerned, start serving yeah. someone else, and it, you come out of yourself. And it's amazing the change that that makes. What a theme today! I love I love yeah. it rose to the top again. Well, Isn't it, that great? It's a good way to kick off the year. Give it them, is. Let everybody be aware of what's available and how we can help. Yeah. And hopefully, twenty twenty four will be a great year, in which we can help others. Amen. You know, Amen. Yes. Instead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, again. Feast Day of St. John Nauman, and uh, let's go ahead and say a prayer on his behalf as we wrap up, wake up on this week already. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Merciful Father, you have given me all that I have in the world, even life itself, and all my daily needs help me to remember the needs of others too. Make me selfless, as St. John Neumann And throughout my life, give me the grace to direct my first thoughts to the service of you and of others. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Pretty fitting, huh? It is. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, we're at the end of our week and we want to join you or thank you for joining us uh, during our two days of this week. And we'll (laughs) join you back again on Monday. But a big thank you to Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and Karen Cotton, our video technical director. Without you guys, you wouldn't be listening to us, watching us. Make, seeing how good we look on a Friday yeah, morning. So <laughs> thank you guys so much. <laughs> we'll join you back again on Monday. Dr. Tina Holland with the Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University has an update for us. Dr. Brian Pedraza also with Fran U will talk about a new family catechesis program. And Alan Migliorato will talk about raising Catholic teens in today's world. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.